Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2014 film, The Dark Horse, based on a true story, is um, an inspirational chess story uh, based, on, based on a true story, by the way, which uh, we'll get into um, throughout this episode. Uh, joining us today, as she does every first Monday of the month, is author Anne Foistel, author of Our Favorite Movies, How Films Affect Our Mental Health. Um, and thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me on yet again. Uh, yeah. Excited to talk about the movie. De definitely, definitely. No, um, I did want to mention um, a couple of resources for those who may need to, to reach out to someone um, today. There are a couple different crisis text lines available. Uh, in the U.S., you can text HOME to 741-741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending on where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, um, as they say. Um, and as I mentioned um, off mic, and I had mentioned to some other people, this might be the first episode not being recorded, but being uploaded since I, uh, what turned out to be a panic attack last week so um yeah so just kind of like a not so fun fact for those for those listening so when i talk about a lot of this stuff um i am speaking from firsthand experience and i, I believe you are as well and you had outlined some of this in in, in your book our, our favorite movies uh how films affect our mental health and another reminder also that if you are listening to this podcast you really do need to pick up ann's book because there's, it's a very, very good read. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've experienced anxiety attacks myself and just, you know, I've got generalized anxiety, anxiety disorder. So I have a lot of experience with anxiety and it's, it's uh, you know, it can be super rough to deal with. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the only flip side of that once it um, came to was I ended up seeing the best movie of 2021 after after I was feeling a little better, <laughs> which which is the um, the Sparks Brothers uh, documentary. Uh, it was just an amazing film because I, I I love music documentaries and there's some that are just very routine where you get a uh, a parade of people going on about how much they love the band and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of it mm -hmm. seems very stereotypical after a point. Uh, and, and there was some of that in this, but there was also a lot of um, surprises. Um, and it's a band that many people might, might see the film and think that they're not a real band, like they're watching This Is Spinal Tap or like a, like a mockumentary. But I can assure you the Sparks are very much a real band. <laughs> Um, I know most people might know them from uh, cool the, the cool places. I think that song they did with uh, Jane Weedland from the Go Go's and music you can dance to was another one. And they had uh, so depending on, on your taste of music, you may or may not know who they are. But the, uh, just an amazing, amazing documentary, which is the best movie I've seen so far in 2021. And I'm not, and I don't mean any disrespect to any mental health films that. Um, have come out this year. I know there's been some that I'll be undoubtedly be talking about on, on this on the podcast, but in this case, I do think the Sparks movie is, you know, for me, uh, just an immensely enjoyable movie. 
I, I just, and you don't have to have known that uh, you don't have to know the band to enjoy the movie, right? No, not, not at all. In fact, there's this um, subtext throughout the film about how they, and it almost dovetails another band that I love from the seventies, a uh, big star, uh, Alex Chilton and a uh, big star, similar trajectory of a band that should have been, could have been popular. The people might not have known who they are. Um, same thing with Sparks. They had, they it actually had, and there's a, a huge movie subject to the film. They had at one point been attached to work with uh, Tim Burton, been attached to work with uh, Jacques Dati, the, the French director who made uh, Mr. Hula's Holiday and stuff like that. All fell through. They even did a um, cameo appearance in uh, in a B movie in the seventies, Roller Coaster, which I believe I have on VHS. I, I still have to dig it out and watch it. But they never they never broke through. It just never happened. And it's it's a little inspirational too because they just kept chugging along. They get dumped by a record company. They get sent on a press junket to England, where apparently they're more well known, and they just keep chugging away. And they're really, they, you know, and I'm sure this is probably some of the movie speaking, but they seem just really down to earth and really humble about, you know, really appreciative of their fans, really appreciative that they're able to do this full time and that there's people who still know who they are. Um, and, and undoubtedly there's a number of different examples you could pick and every, every, every few years you get uh, a movie like, you know, Searching for Sugar Man or, um, you know the 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 uh, the Joan Jap movie from a couple of years ago, or the, even the Runaways oh, yeah. movie from a couple of years that ago. That was so, so good. Oh yeah, my goodness, I so, love that one. So yeah, and and it's, so, so it's really like that. So I don't mean any, and I don't mean any disrespect to a lot some any of the depression themed movies this year because there's like a lot of excellent depression themed films and bipolar themed films. I don't mean I don't mean any disrespect when I when I say it's be, you know better than those. I think those some of those directors probably might agree with me <laughs> in some way. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Brian. This movie is better than my movie. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, no, maybe they, they won't. They wouldn't say that, but but I would. Um, but what have you been, been watching lately? Um, actually, I saw Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard about that. that that's, that's one of the, um, the, 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 the uh, on-demand ones, but also in theaters. I think mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so it was on disney plus and it was also i went to that was actually the first movie i went back and saw in the theater i saw that i want to say about a month ago three weeks to a month cool. ago was the first one I, I um and it was just it was really it was so fun and it was so beautiful and mystical and you know it was i really enjoyed it a lot um <laughs> But you want to, it's not for like necessarily not for little, little kids. Some of them can get a little bit freaked out by some of the fighting in the movie. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like violent, but, you know, my, my niece didn't do so well watching it. Apparently they had showed it at her school and she was not too pleased with it. So you got to be careful with. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's Disney, so therefore it's okay for any any age kid, but not every age kid is okay with every Disney movie. Yeah, and then in the, in, in the meantime, you hear stories about people who saw Bambi and they're still in therapy from it. Right, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but no, you know, it's I'm always a huge fan of movies with strong females as the leads. And that had several strong females as, you know, several leads in the movie. So 
Um, and I rewatched the a movie with the C word, uh, crazy rich Asian. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, which you know, I'm I'm never a huge fan of using that word, but I do enjoy that movie. It's very over the top, pop kind of movie. <laughs> so, um, my mom hadn't seen it yet, so I watched it with her. She broke her wrist, so I've been sort of helping keep yeah. her entertained. Yeah, yeah, and and that is a good point about that that word because um, I know it's been mentioned on prior episodes and mm. um, and that is something that just something as seemingly innocuous or, or, or trivial is not so innocuous and not so trivial when you take into account that it's a word that can, you know is and can be used you know against people in a, in a not yeah. so good way so um, exactly. that's definitely definitely a very good good point. So yeah. that's definitely a, a point against that movie to use that word but did did come from the book yeah um but you know i think a lot of people don't really realize how for some people that's a very hurtful word and but on the other hand some people don't mind the word at all but i i go back and forth about trying not to use it as much or at all if i can correct and, and just to go right it's not about making anyone right or wrong or whatnot it's just saying you know that you know, there's some words that get used, you know, against people, and that, and that's kind of what what we're what we're talking about here. Yeah, you know, and anything, I'm not. Anything yeah. Like that. yeah, not telling anyone <laughs> that, that you're bad for using yeah. that word. Yeah, that's that's not it. Just sometimes people yeah. have different reactions to it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but, um, that's what I've been watching. Those are a couple of movies that I've been watching, cool. and Dream Girls is another one that I watched again recently. Cool, all, all good, very good movies, definitely. Um, and, and and you saw that that was your first one back in the theater, also. As mm -hmm. far as, yeah, cool. So we both saw really good movies back at our first time. Well, technically, yeah, I guess it would be the first because, yeah, it's I guess it would be for me as, as well because. The last movie I saw in theaters, the theater closed, actually. <laughs> so this is obviously a different theater. So but you saw a movie, didn't you see? You've seen movies during COVID, though, right? You saw um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman was the last one I saw. I did see there was some Liam Neeson movie that they're all like carbon copies of Taken, it seems like. Lately. <laughs> um, so it was one of the carbon copies of, of Taken, which came oh, okay. out where he was a bank robber. Uh, it'll probably be show up on, on Netflix or TV or, you know, reruns sooner or later, uh, but not a bad movie. Just kind of, you know, seen it before kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. I haven't really seen any of those because it's just not quite my cup of tea when it comes to movies, but I've heard there's about 15 of them. Yeah. Sparks Brothers. So <laughs> yeah. Sparks Brothers. So that was definitely worth not being in a theater to see that because it just, blew me away and I'll, I'll probably shut up about it because i could be talking like all all day about that movie and and, and we have to talk about yeah the we dark have to talk horse. about dark horse no dark horse is actually i that's a very good movie as well um and actually award-winning now the dark horse uh 2014 film which is uh and i'll, and I'll i'm surprised we didn't sit, mention this yet but it's a chess movie and i mentioned that because i know people are still on a, a buzz from that uh netflix um was it queen's gambit I believe mm -hmm, the Queen's Gambit, and, uh, yeah. and just so and just so people mention, you know, who um, and this podcast is sort of ahead of the curve as far as that goes because 
in the last year or so, a lot of TV and film has sort of been crashing film festivals, I think on uh, like Sundance to a large extent and also I think Gotham. So they're having like TV shows in in the mix among films. So I, I totally feel vindicated that I've, you know, extended the uh, red carpet to a lot of uh, you know, TV shows. So yeah, that's the norm now. But but um, the Dark Horse though is a film from a 2014 uh, out of New Zealand, and it is a, a true story about a, a chess teacher who has by and it's a true story by the way, um, true um, story about a. a just teacher who, who has uh, bipolar and it's it's just a, a really it, it's a movie that a lot of people if they haven't heard of it it's definitely worth looking into yeah i i adore this movie i saw it first um year um, probably about two or three years ago and i just I, I i don't know what it was exactly about the movie other than i think it it, it's very realistic. It has a huge heart. And it's all about how the gifts that people who have mental health issues bring to the table. And also the, 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 um, the, the link between creativity and, and mental health issues. Correct. Now, the, the title character you know and then this is this is a nickname that he's given right he, they call him the the dark horse which is the mm-hmm. um the um i'm trying to because i i i i'm familiar with, with chess not actively familiar because i was in um being checkmated by um a literal um child can do wonders for your self-esteem <laughs> so so some of my chess has sort of been uh, you know, love it and hate it sort of relationship. But the title character, though, he is played by uh, Cliff Curtis, who many people might not know who he is. So you might know who he is. I know I know who he is. Mm-hmm. If you go to a ton of movies, you'll probably recognize him. He's a, he's a longtime character actor. So you, he's probably someone who you, you've seen him in a movie, but you don't know who he is, that, that, that kind of actor. Right. And this is movie where My favorite is, is of his is Will Rider. That's my favorite. That, that's right. That's right. He was in uh, Whale Rider. Um, I want to say Once Were Warriors is a, one of the movies I saw with him. Mm-hmm. In it, and then every time I saw something else, in him, it was like, hey, that's a guy from Once Were Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this film, though, uh, is, is really, um, the things I like about it is it's a really, um, it's not a hallmarky, inspirationally sort of, you know, it's inspirational, obviously, but it's not, a, it doesn't have that whole hallmark movie of the week vibe to it. Exactly. It, it just does not. <laughs> and it, Which it, is it, good. It, yeah, and it has just a very gritty feel. I don't know if that would be the right word, but it's just, it's just a very gritty feel mm-hmm. to it. I would use that word. And I, and I hope that it doesn't turn people away from it because... Undoubtedly, it's it's not going to appeal to a lot of people because you do have to get through you know a lot <laughs> to get through the film. But it is it is worth um, it is worth the the watch. It it really is. Yeah. So um, basically, the story is of uh, this real life guy Genesis Pontini, who um, dealt with bipolar disorder since he was a kid, basically and was this chess master. He was amazing and he um, 
gets out of he, he uh, in and out of the hospital, uh, the state hospital. He's let out into the care of his brother, who's a gang member, who's the head of a gang, um, and he uh, Jen, as he's called um, to most people, he's um, Jen um, decides he he sees. Um, a uh, poster, I think, that's saying, hey, um, this is a chess club. There's going to be a chess club for kids in the neighborhood. So he shows up and he offers his services as a chess coach, basically. And so he's trying to, um, you know, be this great coach for these kids who don't really have a lot of money. A lot of them live in in um, homes where things aren't so stable um, so the club is not so much necessarily at least at first before Jen gets there it's not so much for them to be competitive it's more a safe place for the kids to be and for them to learn something correct and I know that um, there are parts of the film as I recall that are subtitled even though it's the English language, mm -hmm. uh, because it does have a very, um, very much an eye on the indigenous population in New Zealand. And it almost harkens back to that, that movie, The, 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 the uh, Descendants, that George Clooney movie, where he opens the film talking about, uh, oh, you're probably going to think Hawaii is all, you know, surfboards and, you know, luau's and whatever but here's what hawaii really looks like and the camera's like panning over you know the people homeless and shooting up on three corners so it has that same sort of vibe about like new zealand it doesn't romanticize anything it just has a very you know from the streets in a way uh point of view not trying to sugarcoat anything not trying to um romanticize anything but just showing okay this is he's had a rough life he's had a rough time and not sugarcoating it and i think right. that's an aspect that definitely will appeal to people as well not having them be the whole uh you know the whole white savior thing that's common in a lot of films is not a factor here no it's not which is good you know, I think that that's sort of been done to death and we don't need another. <laughs> yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's no side. That's of, not a necessary thing to yeah. have anymore. Yeah. There's no, side I know it's of, never been necessary. I shouldn't yeah. say it was ever necessary. Yeah. It's not something that we need to see again. Um, and this is, I think almost every, is every single major character uh, Maori in this movie? I, I think so. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. And in fact, I believe that among the awards that it has won, I know Cliff Curtis has won some awards, Asia Pacific Screen Awards, uh, Rialto Channel New Zealand Film Awards, uh, Dublin Film Critics Circle, Hardland Film Festival. Hardland Film Festival is one where they don't necessarily have a higher percentage of mental health themed films but it sure seems like it because whenever i've seen a film that has like that designation heartland film you know movie, they tend to be films that are very you know amenable to those living with a mental health condition uh probably more than any other film festival 
that, that I can think of. So this even showed up at the um, Hardland Film Festival, you know, Seattle Film Festival, San Francisco Film Festival, Palm Springs Film Festival, Munich Film Festival, um, Washington DC Film Festival, St. Tropez Film Festival. Um, so this is a very, uh, very award winning film, you know, numerous film festivals, numerous awards and supporting actor Wayne Happy, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct or not. Um, screenplay uh, supporting actor. So yeah, it is, uh, my understanding is that much of the cast was um, indigenous to, to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the accolades that apparently it has gotten is one of the best films ever to come out of New Zealand, believe it or not. Which, that's cool. So that's so. This is a, a movie that's definitely worth being on, on people's radar. Um, now I saw. I was very much happy to see it on Tubi, which is one of my favorite movie streaming sites. Um, I think it's TubiTV.net, and if you look up Dark Horse, it'll it'll be on there. Um, but it is a. Um, and the other thing that I liked about it is it didn't treat chess as just a game. When he was when right. he when he was introducing the, the the chess to the kids, he had them each take a piece that they could like carry with them, and I don't think I've seen that in a chess film before. Mm -mm. No, it was all about community. That's what yeah. you know. That's what it was about. The and that's not. I mean, usually when you think of chess, you don't think of community, but that's what Jen was about—the real life Jen, and the Jen depicted in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was what was most important to him that, and just enjoying yourself playing chess. But yeah. from what the research I did, the little research I did about Jen and, and what he was able to do, um, he was great at like speed chess. Apparently that's what he loved to do. And he would play chess from like 5am to 1am the next day. So, and I guess a lot of, um, a lot of kids would do a lot better academically after learning chess. So he was just beloved and he died at, I want to say he was 46 years old, which is just so sad. Yeah. It is, but, but it, it's a, it's a terrific movie. I mean, it's um, when I saw that thing about um, best New Zealand film ever made, um, I'm, in, I'm in, that's a pretty persuasive argument though. Because when I hear New Zealand film, I immediately think of like Jane Campion. I know um, that's why I was going to the piano. I'm like, is it yeah, better than yeah. piano? And a lot. I think you could. I think you could make an argument. Yeah. It's better than piano. So I, so I think it's a pretty persuasive uh, argument um, that 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 is. <laughs> as far Whale as being, Rider was so good. Yeah. I don't know. Really. Um, I really love Whale Rider. Yeah. Um, but it like that. It is a. Um, it's definitely so for those who have like a chess bug that they picked up watching you know queen's gambit or even even um, queen of Qu cutway i believe a couple a few years ago um that, that mm -hmm. was a disney film also about chess and i think it's cool that we're we're seeing these stories where you get a more diverse mix of people who play who play chess because yeah. you know I, I loved the movie searching for bobby fisher 
um, which was like an 80s movie. Um, uh, Steven Zalian, who's one of my favorite uh, screenwriters. And you know your film stuff if you have a favorite screenwriter. <laughs> How many people have a favorite <laughs> screenwriter? Uh, the guy who made a lot of, bunch of movies for Steven Spielberg. Um, mm -hmm. Steven Zalian, I think that was one of his... Uh, one of his first um, directing uh, movies, but all white kids in the movie. So I really like seeing uh, more diverse, um, you know, representation of people who like chess, because if exactly. all you see are a bunch of white kids playing chess, yet it doesn't reflect real life when you have a, you know, more diverse mix. That's, I think that's, you know, worth, you know, mentioning and, and worth, um, you know, you know, acknowledging that it, and it's not to mention it's really unrealistic that in 2021 the only kids playing chess are going to be white kids you know that's just right not, it's just not realistic um so yeah that true. is one of the, the the big pluses about the, the the film is it does tend to feel much more realistic it does not feel um obviously it is a, a scripted film as most you know scripted films or fiction films have to be but did you get that to feel as well that there might that there seemed like there were parts that didn't seem scripted that they might have been like ad-libbed in a way mm -hmm. like maybe gave the cast like you know carte blanche in some scenes to just improvise yeah i think especially some of the scenes where you see all the kids sort of <laughs> playing chess in multiple games and such when they're practicing it seemed like some of those scenes in particular were sort of a little bit more chaotic than your your average screenwriter would allow yeah. and 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 don't you get like um shivers thinking about how the story would have been like or, or how the movie would have been much much worse if this were like a, a mainstream hollywood studio yeah movie. i mean you could just like everything from like the casting to like the lack of music cues that are like pushing you to feel a certain way there was none of that in mm -hmm. this film it kind of trusted you to draw your own conclusions it didn't like push you in one direction which is that's very true. often the case with a lot of mainstream hollywood studio films yeah but, no i think that the the score was very understated and i remember thinking it was beautiful but other than that, not thinking a whole lot about it, um, which I think is good for a score. You want to, you know, maybe notice it once or twice, yeah. but not think about it too much because then mm -hmm. it's taking over. Yeah. So I thought it was, you know, I really did like the score quite yeah. a bit. And and the community part of it also, that's something that um, is worth is worth repeating as well because I know just with all the craziness. I'm, I, I, I find myself using that word, um, but it was not that word itself. It was like a derivative of that word. So not sure. that it, not that it makes it any any um, less, um, <laughs> but the um, hecticness of the uh, last year, uh, the community part of it, um, is one of the, one of the, the 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 key points of it as well because that's something that as we're all um, you know many people are like venturing back into you know the you know the world and and finding that sense of community again it's always good to, to see that mm -hmm. in the film whether it's uh you know in, in this case a you know a chess club or whatnot um but, it, but it's, it's it's a really good movie though i mean it really is um 
No, but you saw, did you see it in theaters then or, or on, on video prior to? No, I had seen it. Um, so I've been working on and off on a second book. And the second book is all about movies with mental health themes. So sort of like the podcast, except in written form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, anyway, it, it that those are the broad Broad Strokes are mm-hmm. like my favorite mental health movies and sort of talking wow. about different movies. So I had done, um, I watched about 50 movies in 2019 over the space of a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I just did a ton of research on different movies with mental health themes. And one of them I found was Dark Horse. So I watched it, fell in love with it, bought it on DVD. So um that's that's sort of how i i got to to end cool. up watching it cool yeah because the, the the one thing that i don't like about tubi is it uses different for the most part like probably 90 percent of the movies on there completely different artwork than oh. the rest of the movies so it'll have maybe um i don't know just like for example for for the dark for the dark horse it showed like a chess piece, like the the character and, and like a chess piece. But that was not the mate. That was not the main artwork for the film. It was like right, some right. like elder guy, wasn't it? Was the um, was the artwork? Um, but I don't think it was like a chess piece. But on Tubi, it was a chess piece. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of where where my head goes to some of the minutia in in, in film marketing <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's um, Bukal. Anything else that, that that I forgot to mention about about the, the the dark horse that people would would want to to know about? Um. Well, I just there was one thing that I found interesting that the uh, Queen's Gambit and this movie has in common is sort of that uh, the link between chess and mental health issues. Um, and I was talking about this before about creativity. Um, and there's actually a lot of, uh, there's some writing about like Bobby Fisher and various other chess masters, grandmasters who, uh, who have mental illness. And apparently some people, you know, some people say that it can be incredibly taxing and anxiety inducing to play chess. Um, so I just thought that was interesting um just doing a little bit of research on that and how that's alluded to in the movie that the main one of the reason the main character doesn't play as much chess why chen doesn't is just because it can really you know it can um trigger him oh i i can vouch for that because one i have played in chess tournaments and one of the rules is you touch the piece you have to move it. You cannot untouch a piece once you touch it. So uh-huh. if you touch a, uh, a a queen, and the queen, for those who don't know, is this, is the second most powerful. For those who don't know, the, the 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 goal of chess, for those who don't know, is to capture the king. And the queen is the piece you don't want to move. You don't want to lose because if you lose the queen you're you're going to be checkmated in like five moves <laughs> pretty much so if you pick up a queen if you, if you if you even touch the queen and the only place to move is in the path of a castle or in the path of a bishop where you're going to get killed or, or taken 
your 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 game's over, basically. <laughs> and not only that, but you have to write it down. You have to do you know the rank and file notation. So you have mm -hmm. one hand on on the pad and paper. You have the other hand on the chess piece. And yeah, that does that can get very very exhausting having to think. Okay, do I touch this piece or not? Because if you touch it, you have to move it. You cannot touch a piece and then just not move it. You have to move that chess piece. Even if it costs you the game, you have to move that chess piece. Interesting. Anybody will, will tell you that. Um, as well, um, so yeah, there's a lot, and then, you know, and conversely, there are chess tournaments that are age specific, where you're only playing adult adult tournaments, mm -hmm. somewhere there's no age restrictions where you're playing against a child. And that, like that alluded to earlier, that will, if, if you're not feeling well, just PSA, do not go to a chess tournament because if you feel like crap, you're going to feel even worse when, when, you, when you go home. So that's just a, a PSA for those who don't, um, are not aware of that. If, if, you, if you enjoy the um, knowing that it's just a game and, and, you, and you're okay with that, that's one thing. But mm -hmm. that was something that I did have a hard time with, being beaten by someone, quite literally in diapers. There'd be parents who would drop their kids off. I, I kid you not, who would drop their kids off, go shopping or wherever, go to you know relative's house, come back a couple hours later to pick up their kid who's beating everyone left and right. Well, the wow. parents go out shopping and then they come back and I mean, that, that, is, that has been the case in many clubs I've been to. I wish that yeah, was see, not the case, but that is, from my experience, I have found that to be very true more cases than not. That the makeup of the group was maybe 60, 40, you know, probably more kids than adults. Mm -hmm. Of the adults, though, there was maybe five, three or four that had Asperger's, self-identified, so I'm not, I'm not presuming, but they identified themselves as having Asperger's. Got it. Um, so of the adults, many of them, you know, self-identified as having a condition. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the, the kids. They, they, you know, did not identify themselves as such. So, so there may be some grain of truth in that as far as the, the creativity and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, um, we're really getting sidetracked as far as talking about chess <laughs> and whatnot. And here I am uh, possibly offending people who are at chess clubs and me possibly uh, offending any parents who drop their kids off at a chess club and have, leaving them to uh, check me, people like me and make me feel worse when, they, when I'm beaten by, the, by those kids. So, I, so I'll, I, be, I probably better shut up if I, in case I'm offending anyone who's you know going to give me a... Uh, you know, hate, hate mail and, and complaints. And I don't want that coming back on you either. So yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Hopefully people won't go that far, but yeah. yeah. But I just found, I just found it interesting because I, you know, I like to research some of these movies and see, um, but yeah, just partially just because Queen's Gambit was just so fantastic as well. And, and the main character having her struggles with mental health issues and that series i just thought that was really interesting that that was sort of a common theme between the two right you know and that's things. that's one of the tv shows that people have mentioned that might show up on the podcast you know undoubtedly you know sooner or later mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, th that's, um, and for some reason, I thought I might have done some TV episodes, but I don't think I, I have yet because there were some guests who were going to come on who were, I think one was going to talk about Fleabag, but oh. th that was rescheduled and I don't think it's been rescheduled yet. So that and, and uh, Queen's Gambit are ones that have come up when I've uh, reached out to potential guests. That's Those are two shows that have come up consistently, Queen's Gambit and, and, and Fleabag. And, I haven't seen Fleabag, so I don't yeah. know that much about it. Yeah, but um, but yeah, um, you know, main takeaway point though is uh, Dark, Dark Horse is a really and and, and I know people undoubtedly might be listening and thinking, you know, confusing with Dark Knight, you know, the Batman movie, two completely different movies. There's no uh, Batman theme in this at all. It's the the Dark Horse, um, and I think there's I think some other one movies. other thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think there's some other movie called The Dark Horse, but it's not this movie so just to be clear we're talking about the chess movie from new zealand not any other movie that might have the name the dark horse i was just going to say one of the things i loved about this movie was how you know childlike jen was and oh, yeah yeah that yeah. sense of wonder and that excitement you know there there's a scene where they're driving into um auckland to do the chess tournament and He's, you know, pointing out the city lights. Oh, look, 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 look. And just the way he is and, and just the way he goes through life, he's just so, he has such a sense of wonder to him. And I really, you know, I really see that in myself with my own, you know, diagnosis of bipolar disorder. And I see that in a lot of people I know or met or read about is that sense of wonder. Um, yeah, it is. Um, it's a really good movie and a really good performance as well. And I, I hope that those who look at that, and, and, and I'm guessing 99% of the people who, who go to a movie even are on a, on a semi-regular basis would have had to have seen him in at least some movie in some capacity because um, he's just been in that many movies. I know um, we recently lost uh, Ned, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty is someone who has been in probably more movies than people. I didn't realize that oh, he was yeah. been in over a hundred movies, over a hundred movies. Yeah, I, I always I, thought I remember was... seeing that. Yeah, that that he had been in that many movies. I was like, wow, and he just disappears into pretty much every single one of those. Yeah, because I can think of what like Deliverance and Superman, and and I, I forgot he was in Network. So that's mm -hmm. like three, <laughs> and then there well, he is, I like over hundred movies. So Cliff Curtis is like the same way. I mean, you know, in, you know, in, in some way, being in so many movies that people have probably seen him, but they didn't realize that that was Cliff Curtis. Well, and he also plays like a lot of different ethnicities as well. Yeah. So, and he's, but he was in Training Day. He was in like Live Free or Die Hard, and mm -hmm. he's been in a lot of a lot of different movies. And then I guess he was on. Fear, fear of the Walking Dead. I don't watch those shows, but I guess he was on one of the Walking yeah. Dead shows. But definitely, definitely a good movie, and definitely glad to have this, um, you know, shine a spotlight on this for for this episode, because it's definitely worth 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 watching, whether it's on uh, Tubi or whether it's on. I'm not going to say the word Netflix because I because I'm, I'm not going to knock on Netflix this episode or tell anyone to get off my lawn, but it might show up on Netflix. You know, you never know. <laughs> Um, or on DVD or at the library, wherever you, you may find it. Um, 
But yeah, so as we wind down, um, I did want to mention um, a few more resources for everyone. I know that there is uh, Mental Health America, MHA, national.org, uh, NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, maddenamerica.com, people have mentioned that. Um, now, how can people find out more about your book? I know it's on Amazon, correct? Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon. Um, and also, if you want to find me, and if you want to learn more about the, my book, you can go to my website, which is wearewritingwisely.com. Good deal. We, we are writingwisely.com. Yes. Good deal. Cool. Well, thanks so much for, for being here today. And um, thank you, those of you at home or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone. And uh, talk to you next time. Um, bye.